Well, I want us to take a look at this now. The Western Cape Salga office uh, has been holding its provincial province and they've been reviewing uh, the last five years. That's the last local government election uh, term. And joining us for this conversation, Lance Jewell is the CEO, COO rather, at Salga. Lance, good morning to you and thanks for your time today. And thanks for the invitation. Let's talk about what this review actually looks like. What what are the indicators that you at Salga will be looking at to determine what kind of term the perhaps past five years would have been? Well, well, Cathy, as as you would know, and as you pointed out uh, yesterday. Uh, well, over the past two days, we were having conversations in the Western Cape province, but are also earmarked to have similar conversations across the other provinces. Today, we are in the Northwest province, and the idea is therefore to, in each of the provinces, reflect on the last five years, what were some of the weaknesses, what were some of the gains of local government, what are some of the areas that remain outstanding, and, and what is the desired future? So what we, would we want to do as local government over the next five years? So it's a reflection, drawing lessons, taking those lessons into this new term of office and, uh, and getting to work on the, responding to the promises that were made to the electorate uh, on the elections on the 1st of, of November. So, so that's centrally what the conversations are about. Mm. And it, it, it focused solely on the Western Cape? Well, the conversation of the past two days, yes, was focused solely on the Western Cape. And as I've said, today we are in the Northwest province, uh, in Pumalanga province uh, tomorrow. And next week we are having Northern Cape and the week thereafter the other provinces. So in every single province, there will be that reflection of municipalities in the province on what should be done to really turn around negative perceptions around local government itself. Mm. Let's perhaps then, Lance, begin with the good news before uh, we, we come to the issues that USLGA have identified. So from a provincial point of view, municipalities in the Western Cape, what have they been able to get right? Well, I, I think it's, 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 a, it's, it's known across the country that uh, generally when you look at the audit outcomes of municipalities, uh, the Western Cape municipalities have done fairly well. They have been quite consistent in, uh, in reporting um, against the use of the public funds. And that certainly stands out as, as an area that uh, continues to show that uh, monies are in the right hands uh, in that province across uh, across the different municipalities. So that was a, a key good news story. Uh, secondly, is that what uh, the province has been able to do, particularly from a service delivery point of view, is to sustain the delivery of services, even against the backdrop of having as recent as a, a year or two ago being um, uh, locked with uh, with drought, uh, they've nevertheless been able to to manage the the impact of the drought on the delivery of services such as uh, such as water, um, and 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 so those were the key issues that that really stood out um, as, as good news stories from from that particular province. 
And let's talk about where the challenges that municipalities in the province face. What are those? Well, I, I think one of the key issues raised in the sessions yesterday was was that um, there, there is still a bit of work that must be done around the spending of, in particular, grant funding. So, so, so just for the benefit of the of the listeners, Kathy, is that municipalities on an annual basis receive grants. And uh, those grants are conditional. There are certain things that they must do with those grants. And and and, and the research that has been uh, conducted shows that there is slow spending patterns, but also low spending patterns. So certainly an area that we need to to work on to ensure that money do not go back to to national treasury. But in fact, those monies are spent for the purpose that is. It, it was required for so that's a key area that requires uh, uh, our our focus uh, on the softer side of things uh, Kathy there were also concerns raised around drug use and drug abuse um, in our different areas alcohol abuse in our areas that negatively affect on have a negative effect on on communities. And certainly there was also discussions around how do we come up with a more structured approach as municipalities that are on the ground to be supportive uh, to communities where drug abuse problems uh, find expression. Uh, so those were two of the key things that, that stood out uh, for, for conversation uh, going forward. Mm. You you talked about in you know in 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 the positives that were identified the sus- sustainability of the delivery of services. So saying that the province was able to uh, maintain a, a level of 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 service even when it was experiencing difficulties, including the drought. Oftentimes, when we talk about a province like the Western Cape, uh, and a lot of the the stories, of course, become anecdotal as well. But I think, uh, you know, there is evidence that points to this: that the areas that have been surf has have been serviced um, in your suburbs; those continue to enjoy. An improvement of services, whereas the outer-lying areas, your townships, your informal settlements, and even you know some of the you know your Cape Flats, etc., those areas experience a deterioration in services. Was there any comparison that that was done on that level? Well, Kathy, perhaps on the, on the point that you are making, I I want to agree with you wholeheartedly that if you look at um, uh, essentially Western Cape Province as a province before democracy and a province post democracy, you, you would certainly get a sense that from an infrastructure point of view, um, uh, many of the particularly your urbanized areas, your suburbs. Uh, have really been serviced uh, and continue to be serviced. Uh, and, and, and yet, correctly so, there are indeed areas where it is informal settlements that are, uh, that are, that are coming up on, on a monthly basis, whether it is settlements that have been there for decades. Uh, certainly, we do get a sense that that there continues to be challenges on delivering service in those, in those areas, although 
the positive side is that when we listen to municipalities, they are saying we are responding to that reality. We are mindful of that reality, but we are responding to it. It may not be taking as fast as we would have wanted it to, but we are responding to it. So the point that you're making is correct. And certainly, um, if you if you listen to many of the duly elected uh, mayors and executive mayors, those are particular areas that they would want to focus on in this uh, new term of, of office. Have we done comparisons, perhaps, Across municipalities in the Western Cape, no. Have we done comparisons, uh, comparisons across uh, provinces? Yes, we have, and it confirms the point that that perhaps in, in 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 terms of having the infrastructure in place already, where people are connected to the grid, your your bigger urban areas such as Cape Town uh, and many other areas in the Western Cape itself have benefited um, from that at the disadvantage of. Uh, the the those that previously did not have the benefit of those services uh, and they are now um, uh, attempts are being made to connect them to the grid such as electricity, water, sanitation, um, uh, etc. The South African Local Government Association's Lance Jewel, they of course have been uh, reviewing the term, the past term of local government and they're reflecting on what has worked in provinces and which are the areas that need improvement improvement rather uh, they've kicked off that work in the western cape and of course uh, i'll take your calls for lance on this issue on zero double one seven one four eight triple nine that's the number to dial uh, to get in touch with us zero double one Seven one four eight triple nine. I'll also take your WhatsApp voice notes and messages on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. That's zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. So, Lance, you know, I find it interesting that uh, as Salga, we, you know, you can talk about some of the improvements that have been there in service delivery. Whereas there aren't necessarily any comparative studies or there isn't any comparative data that you are working from, do the audit reports become the only gauge of whether municipalities are moving forward or moving backward from from a Salga point of view? Well, Cathy, whilst we ourselves are not are not doing that type of of research, there there is existing work that is being done by probably a more appropriate authority, which is the Statistician General. And the Statistician General, on an annual basis, releases what is referred to as the non-financial status, uh, non-financial census uh, in municipalities. And, and there's a core focus there on service delivery. And, 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 and if you unpack it, it, it deals with uh, uh, since the last and, and, and the last uh, report that was issued, Kathy, was last year at the end of March. So at the end of March 2021 uh, was the last report uh, issued. And what it does, it compares to the previous year, has there been any improvements around delivering of water? the extension of electricity to those that did not have that benefit, uh, the provision of sanitation, et cetera, et cetera. So that is a more 
it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a more reliable source to give you an indication whether there is progress being made year on to year by municipalities in respect of delivery services. And if you look at the last report from the Auditor General, indeed there is confirmation that they are on an, on an annual basis uh, increased households connected to the grid, whether it's electricity, water or sanitation, uh, it does indicate that the municipalities are in fact on a on on a good path of of extending services uh, to municipalities. But, Kathy, if I may put the butt up as well, is, is the reality that whilst there is much focus on new infrastructure around water, sanitation, electricity, etc., we continue to have the challenge around ongoing maintenance of existing infrastructure. So, 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 so we would want to always connect new, but uh, we are struggling still. We must uh, accept we are struggling still to maintain existing infrastructure, uh, and and the absence of maintaining existing infrastructure has exposed municipalities because that's when you see sewage leakages, water losses, etc., etc., etc. And that's an area that we as Salgo would want to focus on uh, uh, in this new term of office. So, so Lance, part of the reason why I was asking that question is because I'm trying to determine where exactly then the accountability role that Asalga partly plays when it comes to local government, where does that come in? So if, if you're not doing the monitoring of the efficiencies of these municipalities to that granular detail, how then are you able to hold um, officials accountable? Well, well, perhaps, uh, Cathy, we should we should clarify our mm. role as Salga. We we are a representative voice of municipalities. Municipalities are all members of Salga, and we represent their interests within the intergovernmental space. The the authority to play a monitoring role and a regulatory role is given to national and provincial government. And when you go to Section 154 of the Constitution, that responsibility lies foursquare on national and provincial government. Unfortunately, it is not a Salga responsibility, so we must also not step into a space that is really not our space. Uh, uh, ours is not to, to hold, uh, as you would say, municipalities accountable. Ours is to represent the interest and ensure that uh, through discussions in the intergovernmental space, uh, we advance that interest uh, with other players such as, as, as national and provincial government. So we just must be careful on, on the expectation that, uh, that it, Salgat does not have the authority to hold municipalities accountable. Uh, that authority uh, resides elsewhere. Let me then take Randall. Randall, you're calling us from uh, Cape Town in Athlone. Good morning. Hi, Randall. All right, it looks like we've just lost Randall uh, on, on the line there. So, so then just coming back again to, the, to this issue of accountability then, Lance, when you take, let's say, counsellors through an induction program that trains them on, you know, what is expected of them, what they should be doing, when they don't do what they're supposed to be doing, are you saying that you don't have a role in terms of, again, holding those officials accountable? 
Well, I, I, perhaps, Cathy, let's take a step back. Um, and, and I'm not trying to be defensive at, at all. I, I just want us to understand the entire context. Um, as, as, as a starting point, when we go to elections, um, uh, political parties and, and their candidates would, would, would come up with a manifesto and make promises, and, and they would be elected. Ultimately, the electorate plays a role in holding this newly elected leadership accountable. And so to do political parties in ensuring that their deployees, their councillors in a particular uh, municipality is held, are held accountable. When it comes to the administration, when there is uh, allegations of, of wrongdoing, there is a central role played by the municipal council to ensure that they hold through the municipal manager or the city managers, hold staff members accountable. Now, it is not our responsibility to hold them accountable, but, but Kathy, is indeed our responsibility to ensure that uh, we interact with political parties where we feel that there is uh, lack of consequence management, there is lack of holding people accountable by saying to political parties, by saying to municipalities, we are picking up the following issues. What are you doing? And uh, uh, what are the outcomes of, of what you are doing? Where they are not acting, we are putting pressure on them to act. So ours is not to, to play the actual accountability role. Uh, there are appropriate authorities to do so. Ours is merely to ensure that uh, those authorities uh, uh, execute their responsibilities accordingly. All right. Let me then quickly take uh, Mohammed in Newlands. Mohammed, good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning, ma'am. How are you today? All right. Thank you, Mohammed. Okay. okay. Uh, my question is to your member from Salga. Who holds these people accountable? Because I'm just asking, I'm a disabled person. I'm just asking, for example, your counselor, like uh, I'm in Newlands West, uh, what 37. I'm waiting for the past 10 years for RDP House, a disabled person. The only thing I'm said. Oh, you will be given one. You'll be given one. You'll you'll be given uh, not a problem. We'll help you. But accountability comes to where does this council fit in? Because they pass the buck on to other people that we don't know. Just I mean, they give you numbers to people. We have to phone them. We have to talk to other people. And end result is we just go on a wild goose chase. And the councillor just sits back and say your your numbers have been given to other people. Phone them. That's my question, then. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Lance? Well, 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 thank you very much for that, uh, Kat, and also appreciating the comment that is coming through. And, and, and I really understand um, where, where this particular resident is, 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 is coming from. And, and, and that is one of the concerns we have, uh, Kathy, is, is uh, the, the inability at times, the, the inability of our public office bearers within the local government space, as well as our municipal staff, to respond timelessly to issues that are being raised by uh, members in the in, in, in the community. And and quite often we hear about uh, concerns being raised uh, by members of the community directly to their respective ward councillors, and there's no response. There's a delayed response, or as the as the the 
the, the person just indicated they are they are uh, pushed from pillar to post, um, and, and that that's an area that we we covered quite extensively during the induction. Uh, and the idea is really to ensure that our councillors are more responsive. Uh, the turnaround time in addressing concerns, needs of their respective communities uh, are much shorter than what we currently um, uh, find in our in our space. So, so certainly an area that, uh, that we'll, we will continue to uh, ensure that there's uh, improvement on. So in as far as then the other reviews for the other provinces will be taking place, give us a sense of how it will run. Well, it's, it's, it's a very similar, very similar uh, approach, uh, Cathy, where, where we, 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 perhaps the point I should make is that we, we are, we are realizing, Cathy, that um, there has been a lot of change post the elections. So there are a lot of new councillors into our system. Um, and, and, and it's an opportune time to have this conversation. They are fresh. They have just been elected, elected. They are in the early days of their five-year term, and this is a perfect opportunity to firstly share experiences of what happened in the last five years and, and say to them, the institutions, being municipalities that you are inheriting, these are the difficulties that they have had over the last five years. These are the challenges that continue to find expression, but also these are some of the good practices that have worked quite well in those respective areas. And, and when you then look at, uh, at that reflection over the last five years, we then need to ask, answer the question, what should we then focus on over the next five years? And how does SALGA assist you uh, in, uh, in executing uh, those areas that would have been identified? So it's a very similar approach, a reflection over the last five years, and then determine what should be done over the next five years so that, so that it gives us a menu of areas of support that we could um, direct towards municipalities. And that's really uh, how we, we take forward the conversations across all of the provinces. Lance Joel is the COO at Salga. We'll leave it there for today. It's 11 o'clock. Luanda Maume standing by with your latest news update.